Hey everyone, welcome to episode four of Be The Leader You Deserve podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some of the things that we learned from our presentation that we did two weeks ago. We kind of hinted around at it last week, but we're gonna talk about some of the things that we learned, and we're gonna share with you four of the four to five of the strategies that we shared with the participants at that um, conference. So we're gonna start um, just by sharing one of the overarching topics that we shared were, were th- um, strategies related to self-care. And um, one of the things that we do, or in my role specifically um, as the counselor is promoting self-care, not only for students, but for staff as well. Um, we all know that teacher burnout is real and there are certain periods of the year that are really harder to teach than others. That period of time leading up to spring break and even that period of time after spring break where you kind of had that tease of summer and then you're ready to get into summer. And then also around October, for whatever reason, we call that hurricane season because behavior seems to spike and escalate after that honeymoon or the beginning of the school year is over. So self-care, we really focus on for staff. One of the things that I started doing a few years ago, um, we called it Wellness Wednesday. So every Wednesday, I would send out quotes. Um, Sometimes I print them and put them in the staff lounge just so everybody has one of the bigger visuals as they come in um, because we also set out a light breakfast and it could be things just like granola bars or muffins. The biggest thing that's gone a long way, I'm gonna share this secret, is bacon. You would not believe how excited people get for getting one of those like pre-made bacon slice packages. Um, Typically I go to a wholesale um, company and get a big package and we'll use about half the pack and heat it up in the morning. So when staff members walk through the door, the first thing they smell is bacon. And you would not believe how many people literally plan their day around it. So they'll get there early on Wednesdays just so they can get their bacon. (laughs) And then other um, Wednesdays, we have some local donut shops around us that we like to support. So sometimes we'll go a little above and beyond and get donuts um, and other fun goodies like that from local bakeries just to support some local companies but the light breakfast is a really nice way just to say we appreciate you it's the middle of the week it's hump day let's get through this day together cohesively the quotes have been really powerful because when when they're printed off people come in and they get their breakfast and they see them they read them but sending them through email has been even more powerful that has allowed me to attach some sort of message, some story of my own that I've learned from the week. And I know that we've been talking about being vulnerable. That's that point of the week every single week where I get the opportunity to be vulnerable with our staff. So I'll share a, um, a something that's happened to me personally within that last week. I can't remember if I told this story already on this podcast, but um, during NTI, one of our staff meetings. Jill was presenting, um, talking to our entire staff in a faculty meeting, and I accidentally hit the mute button on my um, on my Zoom, and I unmuted myself at the exact moment my child was screaming bloody murder in the background. I have a two and a half year old, and all I heard was Jill say, whoo, somebody's not happy. <laughs> And then I had people frantically texting me saying, hit mute, hit mute. 
and other people had no idea it was me. So I just shared that story of it happens to all of us. If it happens, no big deal. Don't sweat it. Just keep going. Um, so I get to be vulnerable, include little messages, and then just positive quotes to help people get through the week. And the fun thing about um, sending it via email, a lot of people will respond, um, noting the message or um, takeaway that they got. A lot of times, though, it's the response to my vulnerability or my left, my message that I've sent personally. And then other times I'll walk through the school building and I'll see that people have actually printed off the quotes and cut them out and posted them on their office space or classroom space. Um, so that's just really fun to see the positive impact across the building. So I have been on the receiving end of Laura's Wellness Wednesday. Should I say Dr. Donnelly's <laughs> Wellness Wednesday? I want to give a shout out to Laura. Last week, she successfully defended her dis dissertation. And so I'm happy to uh, call my friend Dr. Donnelly at this point. Thank you. But getting back to being the recipient, we a couple weeks ago, we talked about universal messages um, and listening to those. And I think that Laura's Wellness Wednesday is a really good indicator of people being open to receive that. Inevitably, every Wednesday, I'll read through them, and there's always one that speaks to me a little bit louder than the others. In fact, I think I've gone to her at time and, times and have said, did you, did you put this in here for me? Um, and then after I say that to her, she's like, you know, you're not the only person to have asked me that today. So, so again, just a great thing that Laura does to take care of our staff uh, to, to encourage that self-care so that they can take care of our students. So as the principal, I think one of the primary roles that I have <clears throat> is helping people feel appreciated. And so that's just another tenet that we feel that a lot of what we do for climate and culture falls under is appreciation. One of our favorite quotes is, uh, a person who feels appreciated will always do more than is expected. And we live and breathe that daily. We have one of the hardest working staffs that go above and beyond on a daily basis to take care of our students. And so it's so critical that we look to make them feel appreciated. And so we are always, we meet weekly as an admin team to discuss a variety of things, but culture and climate is always at the top of that agenda. And we're always looking at ways to help staff feel appreciated. I know, <clears throat> I'm sure you can think of probably two or three right now off the top of your head. In fact, I'm gonna give you just a moment to reflect on if you are a leader, one of your favorite things that you've done to make people feel appreciated. And if you're not the leader, if you're the employee, I want you to think for a moment about something that an employer has done for you to make you feel appreciated. All right, I know you've got a couple more, so I'm gonna give you a few more moments. Got it? Okay. All right. So clearly when we're in the building, it's easy to pop into rooms, give a, add a girl, send a nice note, uh, and a lot of different things that we discussed in our presentation. However, during when the pandemic first hit and we weren't face to face with people on a daily basis, that really required uh, us to think outside of the box and ways in which we could make people feel appreciated. So one of the things um, that we did was at the beginning of the year, <clears throat> 
as, as teachers, we want our staff to get to know and build relationships with our students by doing interest inventory. So as an admin team, we do the same thing with our staff. So we created a form that got to the interest, hobbies, likes, and dislikes of our staff. Uh, and we utilize that to recognize throughout the year and, and, and really appreciate our staff. But during the pandemic, uh, something that I started was on Fridays, it was called Feel Good Friday. And so what I did was I referenced back to that list, looking at whatever, one of the questions was, what's your favorite snack? And so I just kind of referenced everyone's favorite snack and I would go to the grocery store and I kind of sectioned it out to where I'd visit anywhere between seven to 10 staff members a week. And I would take their favorite snack with a nice little inspirational quote. I took a picture of it in front of their house, went and sat their snack on their doorstep, and then I texted a picture of their favorite snack with that motivational message that just said, check your front porch. Now keep in mind, buying things like chips, chocolate bars, nothing extravagant. However, you would think that I was delivering gold bars with just how appreciated people felt. And I think it went beyond, um, they were appreciative of how personal it was because it was, it, I didn't buy everyone Cheez-Its. It really was personal to what they were looking for. But the other piece was just um, recognizing going out of my way, if you will, to deliver. I know we have one staff member who lives over two hours away. Um, initially, we talked about mailing that to her, but in my, my heart of core consciousness, I didn't want her to make, make her feel less than by mailing hers. So hopped in the car and drove that two and a half hours to deliver that. So again, appreciation is something that um, really, you can do some small things that really go a long way for people. And I got to be on the receiving end of that one as well. And it was fun. Just a little um, fun thing to go to my door and have a little snack there waiting for me. So um, we talked about at the beginning just learning from our um, presentation a couple of weeks ago. And Jill and I have presented it at some other places. But being in a virtual world right now, it was a really unique experience because I think I said this last time, but we had to pre-record the presentation and then it played automatically at our time slot and we were attending to the chat messages at the same time that our presentation was playing so we were listening to our presentation and answering and addressing questions in the chat box at the same time and i'm gonna be honest i had a little bit of a hard time listening to the replay back because i'm a little bit type a perfectionist in some ways so i think i got up and walked away from the table multiple times just because I couldn't sit still. But I learned so much. We learned so much just from listening to that playback. And it was interesting because in self-care and appreciation, we have so many great things that we do with our staff. And I think we just had so much and a limited time to share um, that listening to the playback, it didn't seem to have as much energy as our last topic, which is fun. And I think because it's fun, there's just so much more energy to be had. So um, when we started really attempting to have fun with our staff, there were, it was probably three or four years ago where we were just kind of in a toxic culture within our district. And um, it was a time where I think there was a salary study happening and 
so teachers and everybody was having to write down exactly what they did to make sure we were getting paid the right amount or not too much, right? Which is a scary thing for everybody. And so everybody was just on edge because nobody really felt good about what they were, they were doing because they weren't happy in their position. And it wasn't anything that was happening at the building level. It was really out of our control. So we had to take some of that control back at the building level by just allowing our staff to have fun. So at the beginning of a staff meeting, a faculty meeting, instead of going to the library where we normally congregate, we invited everybody to the gym. And when they got there, we had a setup of human hungry hippos. So we started our faculty meeting playing a live game of human hungry hippos. We had those little roller things that our PE teacher has. Everybody laid on that on their belly. Um, somebody else would hold onto their feet and like move them in and out. And then they had a crate that they were catching balloons that we already had blown up for the staff. And it took a little bit to set up, but the amount of fun our staff had and was able to focus after that was worth every minute of preparation for that. Another fun thing that we started doing was at, um, at the beginning of our faculty meetings, we tried to have something short and fun each time, just seeing how successful Human Hungry Hippos was. We decided to have some minute to win it, just easy, quick games for teachers to have fun. Because after a long day anyways, you've kind of already reached that point where you're drained and you're tired and ready to go home before a staff meeting. But giving that minute to win it game just lets us increase our endorphins. We have fun for a few minutes and then we go back into to, um, getting information that we need. So one of our favorite Minute to Win It games ever, we bought a tray of cookies, again, from one of those wholesale retailers, and um, everybody put a cookie on their forehead, and they put their hands behind their back because they weren't allowed to use them, and without using their hands, they were trying to shake their head to get the cookie to their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine how much fun we all had um, and that was, again, just a really short, quick thing. I think the longest part of it was just everybody getting their cookies into their seat. Um, so it was just a quick way to have fun. Um, and then we, we realized while we were talking about those things, because we had so much fun with them, we brought so much energy, energy to that section. So we're looking forward to seeing what other ways can we really build energy about all of these things that we're passionate about. So today, Laura and I have been able to share some of our favorite things that we've done with our staff and that help build that positive culture. I know if you'll remember last week, I was referencing um, the differences between good leaders and bad leaders. And you heard me talk about a particular leader who after I had been discouraged after my first few years of teaching, um, reinvigorated my passion for what I did. And so I am so excited because next week he is going to be joining us um, for an interview. And so I know that you can't wait to tune in with us next week um, because he's going to be sharing the tips, tricks, and pitfalls to avoid that every educational leader needs to know about in order to help their culture and climate. So we want to thank you for tuning in today on Be the Leader You Deserve podcast, and we are looking forward to seeing you next week.